Bruce Chapman recently interviewed senior fellow Don Nielsen on the release of his new book, Every School, A Citizen's Guide to Transforming Education. The interview was recorded on September 24th at Discovery Institute headquarters in Seattle, Washington, and runs 12 minutes long. This is Bruce Chapman, the chairman of the board of Discovery Institute, and with me today is Don Nielsen, a senior fellow of Discovery Institute who has recently completed a book called Every School, A Citizen's Guide to Transforming Education. This book is different from other books, it seems to me, on education, certainly education's all around us, Don. What's particularly different about it in your mind? Well, this book is not about curriculum and instruction. It's about the system. And I try to point out the deficiencies in the system, how the system is set up wrong, how the system is today, in my mind, obsolete. And uh, unless we change the system, it doesn't matter how much money we put into the schools, it's not going to change the outcome. People are really frustrated with education, and I think that's, that's the bottom line. They just don't know what to do about it. What do you think are the key changes that need to be made? Well, the book covers three principal changes that I think are essential before anything else will work. And like any other organization, in my mind, the problem is people. Not that we don't have the right people in education. We just don't have enough of them. And the reason we don't have enough of them is because the system is set up to prevent really qualified people from getting into the system. And so in my book, I talk about how we select and train teachers, how we select and train principals and superintendents. And I also talk about the governance model of public education, particularly the urban school systems. And in my mind, all three systems are broken. And unless we change them, it doesn't matter what we do. It's not going to help in my mind. People talk at the national level about changing education. People talk at the local level. They think if they elect new school board members, it'll make a difference. People talk about it at the state level. What's the right level, in your mind, to get things actually done and that well works? I ran for the school board because I thought the right level was the urban district. And after eight years, we really did some very good things while this I was This is the, the Seattle board. School District. Seattle School District, yes. And uh, we really uh, made some dramatic changes in the system and improved education in this city and, in fact, started to have people move back into the city simply to go to the public schools. So we were on a roll. But I've been off the board now 10 years, almost 12, frankly, and virtually everything we did is gone. It's as if we were never there. And what's really disturbing about that is that it's not unique to Seattle. It happens everywhere. And so today you cannot find an urban system with an elected school board that has been able to put together sustainable change. What happens? Well, what happens is you get new school board members with new agendas. They, in turn, get a new superintendent with another agenda. And you get this revolving door of change. And the net effect is the status quo. And so... What I've learned is that the entity of change is not the districts, not the school, it's the state. And the reason I picked the state as opposed to the federal government is because the federal government represents less than 10% of the funding of schools. They may represent 50% of the regulations, but only 10% of the money. It's the states that dictate the money and dictate the laws of who gets into the system and who's allowed to do what within the system. 
And it's state law that has to change in order to change the way we operate our schools. In a number of states now that have taken this cause up, such as uh, Louisiana, Wisconsin, and so forth, it turns out that the real force of resistance are the teachers' unions. Mm -hmm. Have you had that experience? Oh, sure. Teachers' union are today, I think, the major constraint to fixing our school. No question about it. But before you take on the unions, you better take on management. And the reason I say that is because if I were a teacher, and let's say I was really an outstanding teacher, but I'm in a school managed by an incompetent principal, you have to believe I'm going to want a union if that guy is going to be responsible for evaluating my performance. I need that protection. So before you take on the unions who have grown in inordinate ways and in inordinate power, before you take them on, you have to take on leadership. And I believe competent leadership will diffuse and diminish the power of unions. What about other reform movements? How do you feel about vouchers and tuition credits and charter schools and similar reforms? Well, they're all designed to help people who are now finding themselves stuck in poor performing schools. And I think they all have merit, quite frankly. I think they all have merit, but they're not the solution. And the reason I say that is because the way they've set up charters, I think it's the, is ineffective in the sense that we need to recognize that certain children cost a lot more money to educate than other children. And if you have a uniform voucher, then what you're doing is you're basically treating unequal people equally. I think it was Thomas Jefferson said that's the highest form of discrimination, and it won't work. So we need a voucher system. If we're going to use vouchers, it has to be a weighted voucher. It has to be a voucher that recognizes the difference in the cost to educate children. But charters, vouchers, and choice are all part of a systematic change. Charters basically are deregulated public schools. That's what they are. So if they're such a good idea, let's deregulate public schools. Then we'll have charters all over the place, just like New Orleans now has. And quite frankly, the performance of the New Orleans school district is on an astounding rate of growth. Let me ask you, you did not start out as a educational expert or a educational guru of any kind, let alone a teacher or an administrator. You started out in business. What's your background in business? Well, I'm an entrepreneur. I started a company in back 1969, a long time ago, but was able with another guy to grow the business to a listing on the New York Stock Exchange. And then we subsequently sold the business to a Fortune 500. So you're looking at somebody that is the classic American dream. My parents were immigrants, and I was able to build a business to list it on the New York Stock Exchange. So, you know, that's, that's and, about the American dream. And then you sold it. Then I sold it. And then how did you get into this? Well, I was financially taken care of in the sense that I'd made more money than I ever thought I would make. And I was 50, almost 54 years of age, which in my mind was way too young to think about retiring. And so I decided to do something totally different and try to make a difference someplace else. And I picked public education. And for the last 20 years, I have been a student of public education in one form or another. How did you research the book? Well, that's been a long-term event. The book is different today than it would have been if I'd written it when I was on the school board, because then I was talking about how you change an urban system. But really, what I've learned is that the urban system, as I said, is not the change place. And so it's a different book today than it would have been 10 years ago. 
But having said that, much of what's in the book is representative of what I've learned in my study of the education system and in my uh, tenure on the school board. Well, look, Don, I've read the book, obviously, every school, but I am particularly impressed that you went around the country talking to people. And you did that for how long and how many people did you talk to? Well, when I first decided to go into public education, I was living in Northern Virginia, which was where my business was. And so I'm not the kind of person that decides to do things a slow way. I, I decided to call Lamar Alexander, who was at the time the Secretary of Education. And his office was 20 minutes from my home. So I called him up and told him who I was and what I wanted to talk to him about. And he agreed to see me. But then he almost immediately introduced me to a guy named David Kearns, who was the former CEO of Xerox, and who was then the Deputy Secretary of Education. And David and I met on three different occasions for lunch and had great conversations about education. But David introduced me to a variety of other people and gave me names of additional people for me to see. And then I started going to visit these people, most of whom at the time were in Washington, D.C., so for the first six months, everybody I talked to was within driving distance. But over the next 18 months, I actually went to 19 different states. I visited probably 100 different schools. I met with two dozen deans of education, and I met with five governors. So I did my homework, and then I read all the reports I could get my hands on and all the books people said I should read. So I became a student of public education. You were self-educated. You got your degree the hard way. But let me ask you, when you started this work, you were aiming toward what you could do on the school board. Now you put all this work into a book mm -hmm. called Every School. Who do you think is your audience? Who's going to read this book? Who do you want to read this book? And what do you want them to do with it? Well, the book is written for governors and state legislators. That's the target audience. And those are the people I hope will read it because I think they're the change agents. They are the people who can and must change the laws that allow our schools to become innovative, creative, and dynamic educational centers for our kids. And unless they do that, we're going to be talking about this subject 20 years from now. Well, Don, let me ask you, if we don't get the ordinary activist, the concerned parent, not to mention editorial writers and newspaper reporters and foundation chiefs and so on involved in this, are we really going to be able to get the governor's and the legislators interested? Well, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I would hope that latter group would also read the book and find the book of interest to them and perhaps become part of their agenda. I think governors and legislators are going to have to be lobbied on these issues because they're not going to stand out there by themselves all alone. But frankly, uh, unless and until we get really effective leadership in those positions, we're not going to fix our schools. One of the most interesting chapters in your book is about the mission of a school. And you ask the rather obvious question, what is the mission of a school? And then you found out people couldn't answer the question. That's right. Well, if you ask almost anybody, what's the mission of a school? They all will say the education of children. And that's like saying the mission of a business is to make profit. I mean, it doesn't tell you anything doesn't tell you why they exist, doesn't tell you what they do, doesn't tell you what they're attempting to achieve. So the education of children is a goal, not a mission. So then you have to ask the question, what does that mean? What, it, what is an educated child? And how do we know when we got him there or her there? Then nobody could answer that question for me. 
So I developed my own mission statement for school, and it's in the book. Well, I want to say that I think that the uh, mission statement of the book itself is to transform public school education in America, and you've given people some very fresh ways to approach the subject. Don Nielsen, every school, you should pick up this book. It's available now through Amazon, through your bookstores, and through Discovery Institute. And of course, it's published by Discovery Institute Press. Thank you, Don Nielsen. Thank you, Bruce. Nice to be with you. For more information on Don Nielsen's new book, Every School, A Citizen's Guide to Transforming Education, please visit www.everyschoolthebook.com.